I hit go live. Here we go. Live counter is on, everybody. Oh, El Jefe's right in here. That's right. What is up, everybody? Hope you're doing well. It is the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. We've got myself, Techno Dad, in the house. We've got Ron from New Record Day, Joe from Joe and Tell, Michael the Youth Man, and Phil from Sound United. What's up, fellas? How What's you guys up? doing? Hello. I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's our little <laughs> intro. Intro music. So we're trying something different today. Let's see if it actually works. Yeah. We'll see yeah, I saw the notifications on all three of your channels. Oh, I oh, see it on, right. on Ron's channel. There are 11 people watching. Yeah. So why don't you tell them what we're trying to do? Okay, so what we're trying to do is do a multi-stream. So I'm hosting, but... Um, both uh, New Record Day and Joe and Tell have live videos of the same stream on their channel. So hopefully this will alleviate um, anyone who's like, 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 let's say if Michael was hosting and people on my channel don't get the alert. So they're like, oh, well, how do we do this? Well, this is a way we can do this. So we're trying it out. Um, Until we get our 1,000 subscribers. That's what we're striving for. <laughs> so if you right. guys will... Go ahead and uh, like and subscribe, man. That would be awesome. Over NRD on the, in the house. Five. And it looks like I'm getting the chat in StreamYard from mine on stream. Yeah, that works well for me. <laughs> <laughs> Live comments. Cool. All right. So I think it's just uh, aggregating it. Yeah, everything. So all everything the, chat from okay. the different channels are all coming. On so here. All the to see okay. Optimus oh. Vader. Yeah, that's coming yeah. in. Yeah, that, this is really Sweet. cool. How do you Very guys cool. like my background, by the way? Nice. A, is that a green screen? Looks like uh, my no, background. No, it's actually just a projector. Can you just move out of the way a little bit, Joey? I can't. Something from behind you that I can't quite make out. That is <laughs> some idiot behind you. Oh. <laughs> that is a good idea. You like that? Uh, oh man. That's yeah, I'm funny. just testing out this uh Vava projector, like uh pretty much everybody in the YouTube space is doing. And I'm trying out with their, uh, what is this, the Vivid Storm screen? So I have okay, it set up the, over here. I figure I'll use it as a background. Oh, you got the little short throw. I got the Hisense laser TV at the, at the house right now. And um, yeah, they sent me though. I, I That's my other little thing that I do is on the on my, on my the weekends, I review projectors. Really? Awesome. <laughs> oh, really? So yeah, oh, so I, got a, I got a bunch of toys. Learn so, to do everything. I get this for for one job. And then nice. uh, and then they they send me projectors for um to try out. So Super cool. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, you're, I got a fifteen busy, huh? Yeah, I got a fifteen thousand lumen Panasonic professional laser in the house right now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you talk about oh. using a projector during the day. That is, yo, that's insane. the one we saw at CES, right? 15, yeah, the lumen? fifteen thousand lumens. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> by who? It's it's a Panasonic MZ sixteen K. It's the one, uh, right? Yeah, yeah is that the one they had uh, four of? That's insane. It's got yeah, it's um yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. But um, but hey, I mean, I get, I mean, if you're gonna watch I mean, TV I, on a hundred on a hundred twenty inch screen, fifteen thousand lumens means you don't have to turn lights I, off. I think so. that'll do it. Fifteen thousand. Yeah. I saw that they had four of them set up at CES. Yeah, it's nuts. And it was it was just huge. I got I got I I just edited that part of the video still. I saw really. a yes video that's not. Oh look, there's Michael. <laughs> Joe's just swapping back. I gotta find a. Something I know. Good. Hold on. I know. Find something I while you guys are talking. 
I'm surprised he doesn't have like a penthouse apartment back behind him or something. Yeah, that's what I need to do. Mansion tour. <laughs> a mansion. Let me <laughs> go back there. MTV Cribs back there. That's right. Yeah. Joe yeah. Cribs. Toluca Lake. Joe Cribs. I'll just let that play on. Let's see what happens. There we go. Nice. And so what's going on? What's new? Who's in the chat too? We got all kinds of people. Yeah, Jerry oh, Mitchell, Optimus yeah. Vader, uh, Brian. <laughs> how the how in the hell do you do acoustic panels? We got questions already. Nice, nice. We got El Jefe in the house. Chris. TJ, the stereo bargain file. Jeremy Mitchell. Let's see here. So it looks Nicholas like Olson from LTA is in here. That's really cool. So looking yeah, at just the live version of your channel, Chana, not all of those chats are going to come through, I don't believe. Yeah. So we'll, we'll need and to make sure that we restate those or at least put them up on the screen. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah, and like my, my, my chat people are not showing up on Joe's and right. Ron's and vice versa. All exactly. Right. Yep. So just some things to think about as we're kind of carrying on the conversation so that everybody kind of feels like they're in the loop and even whether you're on Chana's channel, Joe's channel, Ron's channel. So cool, man. And we got special guests tonight. That's yeah, right. why we don't ignore Talk the men. Talk a little <laughs> men. I got I have toys. I have toys. Everybody's okay. like, who who's Philip? I have toys, lots of toys. People keep sending me stuff so we could talk nice. about that. Is a that is a 20 meter, 48 giga gigahertz um uh hdmi cable so I don't know meters, how, do, how does that what is that 60 in? feet so 60 if you're feet. trying to do an 8k 120 on a television set that's the cable you'd have That'll to work wow wow what does that run this cable is like 500 there's a company called av oh. um av pro store <laughs> almost, that almost. makes the that makes these guys so so you can see how long it is they have to put it on a spool wow jeez. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah so this is, that, a, is that a fiber optic cable yeah this is the active fiber optic cable because we get, I just did a, I just did a session a couple of days ago on HDMI 2.1. Okay. Like, can I use my old receiver? How do I hook up that new game system and an 8K TV to my old sound system? What right. do I need? What don't I need? So, um, because of that, we have some partners from the different cable companies and and, and video testing companies that have given me tools to uh to play with. So when we talk about it, we can go through and and show examples. Gotcha. Cool. That's what we're gonna be talking about today, right? Yeah. yeah. So you got what, whatever you guys want to talk about. Yeah, talk about HDMI 2.1. I know I, I get a lot of questions about it. Um, about well, I'm gonna wait for my receiver to have HDMI 2.1, and everybody wants all the features. Um, yeah. So uh, what do you what do you think? Uh, so let's, so let's about, so let's about talk waiting about waiting for 2.1. Let's talk because, about it. The okay. um there's um there's multiple parts to 2.1. The first thing is more bandwidth. And that born more bandwidth gives you like 4K 120 or 8K 60, right? That's that requires more space. Um, a lot of the other advantages are not bandwidth-based things. They're user advantages: variable refresh rate, auto load latency mode, eARC for playing back uh, uncompressed audio from an internal streaming source. Those are are requirements for 2.1, but it doesn't mean that a 2.0B device cannot do it. So, for example. My um, 8805 here has auto latency, auto low latency mode, and eARC built into it already. So all I'm going to do is when I get my PlayStation 8K game, I'm just going to plug it directly into my TV and then feed it back to the receiver in eARC. 
So unless you have multiple devices that are 8K120, you don't, it doesn't require switching. And if you're not going to, most, and another thing that's coming right now are game systems. You're not going to put it in a rack 70 feet away. You're going to want it right next to your TV. So the fact that you have to plug that game system into your TV, as long as your receiver, your TV has eARC in it, um, you're fine. You're good to go. So there is no big rush. Um, um, there's not a big rush to make content right now. I came from another side of the business before I got into um, into uh, the audio side, and I will. And, and if you look at it um, right now, there's how many 4K um, broadcast channels are there? Mm. Crickets. <laughs> exactly. So they don't. So a cable company doesn't want to give up four HD channels to give you one 4K. You think they're going to give up mm. 16 channels to give you an 8K channel? Probably not. Um, The studios are not uh, may may capture in it, but they don't edit in it or grade in it because there's no 8K theater. So why would I spend a bunch of money to double the cost of production for a movie for something I can't play? So there's not a lot of content coming. There's no disc player coming. So most likely the only thing you're going to get is either if you're a gamer and you're looking for that, um, uh, you know, um, auto latency mode and 120 hertz gaming, the gaming people. So if you're a gamer, and you have multiple game systems, you know, like more than two, maybe you would be, con- you'd, and then right now there isn't more than two. You, yeah. You'd be, you'd be something to think about. But, but for the rest of the world, long as your system is built properly, you have the right cables, you have the right AVR, your AVR you buy, you buy this year, you'll probably keep for a while until maybe you have a flying car and they do launch an 8K Blu-ray disc. So, so there is no real reason to wait eight the other i mean there are some convenience features so if you're gonna buy one next year you might as well buy the one that has everything on it for that peace of mind type thing but a lot of the stuff that we're talking about for next year um goes beyond just 8k so 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 8k so 2.1 is important but it don't worry about it as oh my god i can't buy a tv right now same thing with cables are you cables will work too most of the time Right. I mean, a, a lot of people ask me about AVRs because that's mm-hmm. like the main thing. Um, as far mm-hmm. as TVs are concerned, so far as I know, um, you know, uh, LG's got HDMI 2.1. I think we're still waiting on more TVs to be released this year to have HDMI mm-hmm. 2.1. But I know a- LG was the one starting it off last year mm-hmm. where all their models had 2.1. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, you bring up a great point. I mean, if we look at any kind of Look, uh, 4K Blu-ray disc. Mm-hmm. It is a BDXL or a 100 mm-hmm. gigabyte disc. Mm-hmm. So it's already got like what three or four layers on it. Yeah, so it's not enough. It, the compression isn't. There's not enough compression on that disc unless you want to. Unless you want to be like the laser disc where you flip it over like every right. five minutes. <laughs> hey. You know, to watch an 8K movie, <laughs> it's, you're gonna require another physical media. Um, platform for that to work right mm-hmm. right so they have to literally come out with the new disc and then there's going to be new players and mm-hmm. and all that yeah. so uh yeah so most likely make, it's going to be like that. a samsung or an lg or a sony um sponsoring 8k content through a streaming service or somebody like a netflix or an amazon mm-hmm. or disney plus who's trying to raise their viewership and offer yeah. something that you can't get from broadcast sure. to do it. That's why if you look at um, Netflix, Amazon, the streaming services are the ones that are giving you 4K and Dolby Vision and sure. HDR because they're trying to have a value add above watching it on um, free ABC. You, you know who what does have 8K content, though? 
supports it. YouTube, YouTube. baby. Yes, YouTube, YouTube does. Yeah. And, and that's one Crazy, of the things, right? Yeah. YouTube, like I said, the, um, that's one thing that's nice about YouTube. All you maniacs try to figure out ways to come <laughs> up with new material and new yeah. and new stuff. And um, yeah, so there is a place to get it. But guess what? That's built into the TV. So if they record the sound, you just got to get the sound back to the AVR. So you have mm-hmm. to have eARC. And um, so, for- so let me let me ask you this, this Phil, because somebody actually brought this up. So my AV receiver has eARC, mm-hmm. but how can I test that? Do I have to take like if I go from a 4K player with an Atmos stream to the TV and then uh, and then arc over to the receiver, that seems like exactly. a roundabout way of doing exactly. it. Exactly. So there's two types of arc, audio return channel. The mm-hmm. standard arc, which will will do Atmos and, and uh, DTSX and all that type of stuff. And then um, eARC, which does an uncompressed version, which is closer to a Blu-ray. So the way you would try it is basically plug your Blu-ray player directly into your TV and see what lights light up on your display. Or uh, there's Uh-oh. devices coming. Look so this there. is a Uh-oh. what's called this is a new test pattern generator. It's Uh-oh. called a 7G. So you'll start seeing calibrators have these. These are placed mm-hmm. the ones they use to calibrate. And this guy actually has eARC testing capabilities. Nice. So so um the big problem that you're going to notice with eARC is most um HD based T balance do not support eARC. So if you have that one that HDMI on one side and Cat5, Cat6 converted back to HDM back to HDMI. Many of those devices do not support ARC, let alone eARC. So um, that's why things like laser optical, or you have to, as you're buying these new um, extenders, make sure that's, in the, that's the next question. Can you support at least 18 so I get 4K HDR? And can you support eARC so I can get my audio back from my fancy TV? Um, back to my receiver because if you don't have it it's not you're not going to get any sound yeah so i'm just looking at some of the comments i don't know do you see the the chat there phil yes i can there are all kinds of people asking all kinds of stuff <laughs> adam brown thing it's simple logic four nines copper i think he's uh-huh. asking about the 50 dollars cable does his job and i okay. i can't say that for hdmi like i have a 30 foot cable that i use for my projector setup mm-hmm. and my old one didn't do the trick <laughs> when i when i switched to 4k content it okay. just wouldn't it will just wouldn't work. It's, it's, I had to switch you, to an optical one, yeah. actually. Yeah, as yeah. you add length, the, the longer it gets, the harder it is to pass the bandwidth. So, for example, some if somebody has a long HDMI cable and they're having problems with, uh, say, like an Apple TV, first thing I tell them to do is put it in match format, match frame rate, and turn the the uh, the subsampling down from four 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 or four two two back down to four two zero. Less you data. can't see a difference, but the but the bandwidth that you have to drive down your cable goes from like 13 or 18 down to eight or nine. So gotcha. so so eventually, what happens is the cable gets longer, the it gets harder and harder. So the first thing is people get carried away and want to turn up all of the settings on their sure. on their on their game system. <laughs> it's almost like buying your wife a fancy diamond ring and sending it to her in a shipping container. It's not going to make it. <laughs> Any shinier is not going to make right. it any prettier. You're just making the load harder. Nice. So, for example, you can get a good foot, a good piece of copper that is high speed, 18 gig. It most likely will pass the 48 at shorter Adam, distances. Adam Brown, but we're explaining it right distance, now. He's saying you can't explain it. We, we, he's explaining it right now as to why. Because I think people get mixed up. You know, there's a whole thing about cables when it comes to audio, right? And I think this is a little different. You know, I'm not a so much a cable guy when it comes to audio but i do know that you know with long runs so we're talking about a long run and a lot of data right 
that it won't, I mean, it just won't work. There's nothing wrong with the cable that I had before. It was fine when I was running 1080, exactly. right? but it's just too much right. data trying it's to go too through much data. very, you know, this is not a big wire and that's yeah. a lot of stuff trying yeah. to go through that thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, it just wasn't able to do it until I, I had to actually use an optical HDMI cable. Yes. Yes, because and those are worked. good for those are good for a hundred. Like the one I have is good for actually close to a hundred megabits per second. So, so yeah, you're so, way past what we're talking about. So yeah, right. so optical or yeah. active HDMI. There's a couple of right. little tricks you can get to the company by the name of Metra. They huh. make what's called an HDMI accelerator. Mm -hmm. um, you can take a piece of copper and accelerate it. So say it's at eight or nine and you need 13 for your hdr there's mm. this little thing that basically goes on the end of your hdmi cable and turns your um your passive copper into an active copper cable and a lot of times it's fast enough to um to get the job done the thing the only problem is that little sucker is like 300 bucks Ooh, but if you yeah. look at Try, being an installer trying to pull wire yeah, you true. know back out of the wall it's, it's like let's hit this buy that little guy <laughs> exactly and have the guy come back in and sure. cut holes and have your wife kill you so now does that go on like the, an amplifer or something which, which side <laughs> does that go on the cable it goes on i want to say it goes I, I can't remember but i believe it goes on the source side the side okay. next i mean the source side the display side the so display side powers these devices okay. that's why if you get a like certain active cables if you connect them the wrong direction, they don't yeah, work. Sure. They're yeah. directional because the little amplifier Got is it. on the head that's plugged into the TV. Yeah. So you have to, Makes that's sense. why you'll see source and display sure. on these cables to make sure that when you connect them, um, they get driven, they get driven by signal. Yeah. Well, so. uh, hopefully that helps Adam Brown. Um, I know you mm -hmm. mentioned that you're using a six foot cord, but keep in mind that like in our cases, we, you know, I think uh, I have a projector. Phil, I know you have projector. Michael, Chana, you're using a projector. Not I anymore. A, I you use were. a 40 foot. But yeah, so we need a really long cable. So a six foot cable wouldn't, wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, but 1080 is relatively easy to pass. I'm actually using yeah. this yeah. uh, Nireus uh, mm -hmm. HDMI uh, mm -hmm. transmitter. Mm -hmm. And it's transmitting my HDMI from my laptop to this screen that I'm looking at here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no problem. No latency yeah. either. So yeah. that yeah. 1080 is easy. Yeah, yeah, 1080 is easy. The best way to think of it is, think of a megapixel on a, on a camera. A, a two-megapixel file is tiny. Sure. A 50-megapixel file is huge. So all video is a whole bunch of photography being played really, really, really right. fast. Like and the then old when you, books. Yeah. And then if you go, if you're a photographer, if you make, if you turn 444 on, it's like shooting in RAW. So oh, all I you're see. doing is you're, you have all this extra information that probably you aren't going to use. Gotcha. And all you're doing is making it harder for your system. So first thing I tell you is don't go into settings and games and crank everything up. All you're going to do is put a load on your system. And if you have a cable going from your the player to your, the, to your receiver, from the receiver to your TV, if one of those cables can't hand it, can't hack it, the whole thing goes down. Yeah. So it's better not to get too carried away and run the lowest amount of bandwidth you possibly can. Um, because what's on the disk is 10-bit 420. So you yep. turning it up is not magically making it better. You know, so just leave it alone. That's the thing we tell people all the time. Let me go change my settings real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So, hey, hey, Ron, I know you're – Ron's run, running a 1080p TV still. We got to upgrade you. No, yeah. I was, I was, I, Phil, oh, I, okay. 
Phil, have we ever met in person? I don't know if I've ever met you. You may have met me when I worked for a company that started with an S and then with a Y. Um, but with if on not... in the middle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, or, or you may have seen me at one of the other jobs. We, we saw him at, uh, at uh, I think, so, yes, Rocky, United. Rocky, Rocky Mountain. Mountain Audio Fest. Okay. Um, in the Poke, because okay. um, our companies are Poke um, Definitive, um, Denon. Morantz and Class A, and also okay. Boston Heos. Music. So we have and Heos, which is Heos is now becoming kind of a um, a technology that's because um, it's in all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to see um, Heos enabled products, right? Instead mm-hmm. of just a Heos lineup of products. Cool. No, I was going to say it's great to have you on the show. I mean, normally when we dive deep into like HDMI and all this kind of crazy stuff that you just fleshed out, these guys are always asking me, and I'm just like, I'm sick and tired of playing it over. Well, you can call me. I know nothing about this yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, because what happens is I get um, whenever something goes lo- wrong, they blame the black box, <laughs> and. Yeah. And and the more we can educate people that it's probably yeah. the little cord going between yeah. the two black boxes, yeah. not the black box makes my life a little no. easier. So yeah. let me give you an, let me give you another tip for you guys that are on out there. Um, say a cable for an act a, a regular passive piece of copper. It's probably good if you're up for 18 gigabits or those super high, like the the maximum HDR, you know, 4K, 60P, all that stuff. About if you're lucky. Um, four meters, 12 feet, 12 to 16 feet. That is total. So if you have a 12 foot cable going from your TV to your receiver and a four foot cable going from the player to your receiver, it's mm. not a 12 foot cable. Mm. The, the receivers are not amplifiers. It's mm, just right. a basically oh. like a little like the little male the female the female <laughs> yeah, connector. Yeah, the connector. So you're looking at a you're so basically you're not looking at a 12 foot cable, you're looking mm. at a 16 foot cable. That's why uh-huh. people call me and say when I plug it through that 12 foot cable directly into the player, it works. But when I plug it through the receiver, it doesn't. But they're like, they, well, they, how they long is the other cable? And they think. go, well, yeah. the other cable is like three meters. Well, pl- okay, <laughs> well, go get a f- female to female and connect right. them both together and see if it works. And if yeah. it doesn't, don't huh. call me. Well, yeah, we got we have a question from Randy McMinn. What mm-hmm. is in the rack behind you, Philip? Ah, uh, in the rack behind me is um. Uh, actually, let me switch cameras if you guys want to see it. Let's oh, see yeah. that, Uh oh, I, I like how oh, he's got he's, he's got to... multi cam. He said, "Let's, let's full screen this man." All right. Yeah. Bring him up. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't show us stuff like this, Phil. Oh, oh, look at all that booze. Everybody see. First and goes, what is that? Okay, okay so that is a, a show anymore. That is a 8805 um, <laughs> Free Pro, um, an Oppo Blu-ray player. I have a um, a uh, Luxel um, because I have some switch that for all the crap that's in there. I have a Roku and Apple TV, um, Domotes, IEG, Smart Remote Management, a PlayStation, a media PC right there with about a thousand movies on it, um, and then. Uh, this runs all my zones for my Heos. This is four of the 10 zones I have in my house. And then the my Wilson Watt puppies are being driven by um, a uh, Denon, I mean, a Marantz PM10, um, large integrated. And then all the rest of the channels in my system are being driven by the, 80, the 8077. So I have a 5.2.4 in, in the house right now. Nice. Wow. And then the speakers Sweet are. Time. Yeah, the speakers. Yeah. I want to. Oh, <laughs> is he the, oh no! Oh, what is that? 
I gotta hey, give you one. If you don't know what that is, I'm not gonna tell you. Don't worry about it. Oh, man. man, Polk is making some some speakers that kind of look like Wilson's now. Oh man, <laughs> they look crazy? just like Wilson Watt puppies. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, <laughs> How cool! What a cool setup. I it's so it. funny. I was talking yeah, to some like other Polk toys. guys, uh, some other uh, Sound United guys today. We're you know we talk about all kinds of speakers. Yeah, you know, real yeah, audio I mean, I mean, guys. Great. I mean, that's the whole thing about this. We get paid. I get paid to play with fun stuff, you know? So it's, if I wasn't doing this for a living, I would be, um, I would be buying all this stuff anyway. So at least I just get a, a, a homie hookup. Cause I work in the, um, cause in I, the I work in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a, I'm as much of a fan of this. I'd be watching yeah. your stuff if I wasn't on this thing. So oh, that's, awesome. that's how I am. Marantz with Wilson. Somebody said, uh, that PM10 right there, that that eight thousand dollar Marantz integrated, has no problems driving up. <laughs> yeah, nice. I would hope. Nice. <laughs> man. Oh man! Oh, and the projector is a VW six ninety five. Is my reference right now? Uh, that okay. Got it. Got Hello, it. I got a few. I got a few toys. You got I toys. That's awesome. We're all about toys, man. But I have okay. to because someone says this doesn't work with this. Sure. It's research. So what are, how about the center, that. the center and the surrounds and the sub? Kind of the curious about all that. The center is a Wilson um, watchdog. It's the matching center for the mains. Um, okay. The subs are two Supercube 8000s, one in the front, one behind the couch. Um, the heights, I couldn't afford the Wilson rears, so I'm mm. using um, like demands right now. Um, what, demand what do you the for a center channel? Um, the Wilson Center. The Wilson watchdog. watchdog. The watchdog center, yeah. I had to watch Subwoofer, but it was the size of a small refrigerator. My wife said she would divorce me if I tried to bring it in the house. So, like that. Uh, oh, man. And then the, the heights are the definitive ultimate in walls, the, the uh, UIWs. So I have uh, four of those in the ceiling. Wow. So, and the ceiling is vaulted, by the way. And because they're at a 45-degree angle, they're actually firing straight down. That's why good. I actually use those. Got it. It's actually kind of cool that you mentioned that you've kind of got some mixed you know, speaker brands in a home theater setup. And a lot of guys ask that, you know, can I use yeah. different surrounds? Can I use different, you know, in ceilings? And, and I've always told them yes, because our ears are faced forward. Mm -hmm. And so the primary, your front center and, yes, you know, your exactly. left and right, let those stay matched, keep them in the same series of speakers if possible. Yeah, exactly. Because dialogue is going to be in those three, those yeah. front three music. Most of the music is going to be in the front three. The, yeah. uh, what you're getting out of the back is a rocket flying over your head. Or, <laughs> exactly. or someone says, oh, my God, that school bus changed timbre as it went from the front to the <laughs> <Yeah>. back. Nobody's Exactly. Exactly. It would, it would be nice. to have. It's always better to match everything. Yep. And the only reason why these are um, like uh, um, we make some speakers in our lineup that are actually quite impressive. But these are already here. So yeah, sure. we might as well just keep them, you know, yeah. so that's yeah. how that is. Yeah. So what do you think, uh, Ron? I know you're a more two-channel hi-fi guy. Dude, I, think, I, wanna uh, hang, I think Phil I has a uh, a good after, mix right there, right? After the show, I'm going to go and hang out at Phil's house. We can yeah. remain six yeah. feet away, and I'm just going to enjoy yeah. his <laughs> We can remain yeah. six feet yeah, away. I got, I got a pair of the nice, the, the, in my in my office, I got a pair of the new the little Legend L200s. Yeah. Oh, the little nice. guys. Yeah. You know, Phil, when I went up to um to just a small event up at Polk Audio, um, I heard the L200s and honestly, they were like, not that the, the big boys weren't impressive, but the little bookshelves were phenomenal. Yeah, they really good. were phenomenal. I was very impressed with them. 
Yeah, because you really, a lot of times, uh, it depends on what you're playing. I mean, the big ones have a lot more. They do have more bass. That's Absolutely. True. But yeah, the majority, if you listen to um, rock or acoustic or jazz, um, it, uh, the bookshelf is going to have enough bass for that. It's not going to rumble your seat or something right. like that or, or tear the house down, but it has enough bass for that. And then also a smaller speaker just does a better job imaging. So if you want that three-dimensional soundstage with the voice in the middle, it's just easier to do it with a two-way than it is to do it with a three-way or anything else. It's just yeah. easier to get it to blend. So, so yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, we tell them, start with a really good set of bookshelves because they can always go in the back of the room. Throw them in the rear, sure. you, throw them in the rears or use them in the office. So that's the best way. Add a subwoofer. So you yeah. start off with a yeah. two-channel, buy a sub, buy a center, you know, throw them yeah, in the back of the and then work, your, work yeah. your way up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, I think when people starting off just – Fleshing out that front stage and getting a 3.1 is probably, I mean, it's definitely the easiest. You don't have to route wires around or anything like that. Exactly. I go back and forth. I think if I had the money to start, I debate if I get a center or if I get the rears. Because if, right. if I'm sitting in the money seat, the reason mm -hmm. why a center channel exists is not everybody gets to sit in the middle. Mm -hmm. If you sit in the middle of a good set of speakers, the sound comes from the center. Yeah, it does. It's just that if... You want to sit on the left side of the couch or the right side of the couch. But you want the vocals locked into the center is what you need it. So for me sitting on the couch and my wife doesn't really care that it's not coming directly from the center. I would probably <laughs> buy a pair of rears and say, that's daddy's seat, you know, and you can't, <laughs> you know, tell my son, my son just came up here. He's going to be mad because he can't play PlayStation on my TV right now. Nice. <laughs> got a, got a question down here in the bottom from, is it rise? Rise Bartlett. Rise Bartlett. Have you found IMAX enhanced DTS worthwhile with movies like the new Jumanji. Um, the best way I, the best way I can explain um, IMAX and we've talked about it in the past is options choices. Um, if like right now I, I can have an audio file and they'll fight over which version of Dark Side of the Moon was better, the, the original pressing or the one in eighty five and the one in ninety five. Um, the original the, pressing uh, is the, the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> you knew Ron to have an answer on that one. Exactly. The correct answer is the SACD. <laughs> exactly. So, so what ends up happening is they do have a they do have a different tonal character. Um, the uh, the bass is a little stronger. The mix is a little different, and it's it's really a preference. So, but each but you can hear a difference if I play the the standard DTSX versus the um, the IMAX version. Um, you could hear a difference in what it sounds like. Which one is right is the one that you like. And and if you look at Marantz and Denon, we just say, okay, if it's on, we're going to try to give you support for everything. Oral 3D, IMAX Enhanced, DTS, Atmos, and then you Bring can pick on. the one that you that you that you like because we don't know whatever the one the right one is the one that you like. So that's awesome. So that's the can plan. Uh, can can you give me some information about? I just saw something recently about uh, Rune something something. Uh, yes. So um, so we just um, we are all of our all of our most our AVRs and our new um, Heos, which are called Bin and Home, our Heos enabled wireless speakers, are Rune tested. Mm. So have you ever played with Rune before? That's I that's I, I Ron's all about it. He keeps okay, telling so me that it's awesome. It's, it's so. awesome because the it's best awesome. way to think <laughs> is I have I have um a couple of music um these PCs back here with all this music on it. You know thousands and thousands of songs, but it's just a file name, a folder with a file mm -hmm. name. Maybe right. you get a little clip art of the sure. of the thing. I'm old. I'm gray. So I remember buying, going out and buying a record and then opening it up and then while the music is playing, reading the reading cover. Through, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, who, who was the drummer on this one? And and mm. reading all and saying all that stuff. There's a, that adds an emotional attachment to music that you just aren't going to get from just a file on a PC. So right. the nice thing about Rune is you get all of that information. Like I went down to Rabbit Hole. I was looking. I was playing Janet Jackson. I said, "Oh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis." Started reading about them and went down that rabbit hole of all the stuff they produced. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing. The next thing it takes all of your material. So all of my all of my music is consolidated you know, using my PC as a core. And then it looks at my Cobas and my title and can, and puts that in there together. So if I'm starting off with, I don't know, um, Anthony Hamilton, I have two records and I really want to play the other one. I just jump into the other one. Doesn't care. I don't, mm-hmm. the customer, you guys don't care where it it's came from. It's kind of like a middleman. It's I a mean, middleman. It's, it's, it, it, it takes everything together. Cool. And, and also it, it comes, and it comes up with like a little magazine mm-hmm. about what, so based on what you're listening to, it builds you like, almost like your own little personal daily Rolling Stone magazine based on what you're listening to and what's in your collection. And then and the last thing that's cool about it is it is a lot of different rune tested components from a variety of manufacturers. So you can have a Denon and it'll integrate with a Heo speaker, with a Sonos and a and and what happens, the customer, you just buy what you believe is the best sounding piece and then let it do all the translation between the different devices. So it's it's hmm. it's a cool it's a cool another option. Now it doesn't have as many services as our heels thing does, but my my wife and my kids don't really care about that. I do. You know, I want the the this the original you pressing of Pink Floyd, and it's only right. on the th- you know whatever. Then I'd have sure. to maybe I go find it on that particular service. But the average person doesn't really care. They have you care. have you messed with Plex at all? Actually, that's what runs my servers, Plex. Okay, so, so I I was saying, is it is it kind of like Plex? You know, where you have a video file that you got from who knows where, but it makes it look like it's as if it came from like Netflix. You know, it's all organized. <laughs> it has the has a Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, yeah. You know, it makes yeah. everything now, look great. Now, it'll, it'll go through all of your collection. Hopefully, yeah. your collection is mostly high res or at least CD quality, but it will go through and consolidate everything. And then um, um, in your in your um, in your library, it's not going to make your library sound better if you have a whole bunch of mp3s from your napster days but um but if you burn but if you have a nice set of cds in there or you buy a lot of high res from acoustic sounds or or things like that it'll it just catalogs it all together and then makes it easy for you to search hmm. so so amen, life, of, I, amen. life of bliss amen. says uh, he just went up a few points in his book nice collection <laughs> and he says nice equipment oh uh, yeah thanks you know Hey, so uh, to follow up, uh, what's the difference between I saw that it says tested, and then there are other are other like things. Rune okay. Point. Yeah. okay, so so rune tested means that like our our system runs basically communicates with the rune system using AirPlay two, so that gives you up to CD quality. Mm. Um, then there's another version rune. I can't remember. Rune ready. A, rune ready. And rune ready runs their um, iOS. Their it runs their system. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, you get a little bit more audio quality. You get a little bit more capabilities. But um, so yeah, so we're looking at doing some of that um, um, enabled stuff. But test it means that um, I can I can start something with my rune and stop it with my heels, which is kind of which is kind of mm-hmm. neat. So so um, or my Josh AI, or my um, Amazon. I don't I don't want to say your name. Yeah. Um, so. So it just the goal is we just we want to whichever way you want to interact with your music you should be able to do it. Man, that's awesome. Technology is sweet, man. I know, I know. 
Well, look, look at this. They got four. You got all you guys. This is all technology right here. Yeah. yeah. We got a bunch of people in the in the chat too, also asking all kinds of questions. So if you have yeah, any questions for Phil, he's he's just like a wealth of knowledge. Anytime we have questions, you just call up Phil. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, whenever, John, whenever you, you guys cell number, you can put it at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whenever you oh, guys by the, send oh, us by the way, we're um I gotta give myself a little shout out too. I have a we're starting a little rinky dink youtube channel it's called sound awesome. united training so Fantastic. i just did a one hour so i did a one hour thing on hdmi 2.1 about a couple of weeks ago Very so cool. if you or a week ago so if you want to dive in or things like how to connect to heos or how to set up odyssey um or we have what's called hdmi diagnostics built into our receivers so we tell you guys to test the cables you can literally take a cable, plug it into the two inputs on the receiver, our receiver, hit a certain button code, and it will test the cables for you. Oh, wow. So, so there's crazy. a lot, a lot of things because, like I said, people want to blame the cable. We tell them to plug it in the receiver, hit these two or three buttons, and it says your cable's crap. <laughs> so don't call awesome. us. So, awesome. so, so that, so that kind of stuff. So it's called, so if you just do search for Sound United um, training, uh -huh. Uh, I'm actually going to post the link in the chat right now. Yeah, so Phil, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at these little screenshots, dude. It looks like you're flexing there, man, in that thumbnail. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> flexing? <laughs> Phil, man. Oh, Can you I show know. it on the screen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like guns are blazing there, man. Yeah. There, there you go, boy. <laughs> yeah. So there's some other ones that we talked about. Um, like that was some sessions at CES at CDA where we talked about uh using third-party voice control like Josh AI or or Google or Amazon along with a control system like your like um and like uh, uh actually that was Josh AI and the Universal Remote Control. But we talk about all the other brands. The gentleman in the red is Metra. So that okay. was we talked about cables and HDMI distribution. So if you want to use these fancy cables and distribute it, that was that was about. We, um, the other one was with the gentleman with the crazy shirt. He's from AudioQuest. We were talking about a direct jacket. Um, Hi-Fi. Why is Hi-Fi yeah. coming back? Why do people want vinyl? What makes vinyl so cool? And then the last one was um, if you're going to do one of these multi-zone, like I have like 10 zones of high-res music in my house. How do you make mm -hmm. it reliable? You nice. know, what type, mm -hmm. how do you make sure your neighbor's not stepping on your Wi-Fi and things like that? So and then we're going to be awesome. So yeah, so, so we'll be adding a lot more stuff to this, but we just got started. So I'm I'm a little player with my 34 subscribers. Awesome. But but uh but yeah, we're we're trying to add some Great, stuff man. in there. And if I you guys have any ideas, you, yeah. So everybody go head over there right now, subscribe to them. If you want to dive deep, man, I mean you can tell up. Phil Phil is a wealth of knowledge. Um been in the industry how long? Oh, wow. Um 25, maybe 26 <laughs> years. Start off <laughs> in car stereo. Yeah. Then got yeah. into, then started selling, and then and worked for Yamaha, worked for Sony, and now Sound United. So, so the way you just, I, I think you just found a new friend in Ron because he calls it Yamaha too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I heard that too. Yamaha. Yamaha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody commented online said, "I like the way you say Yamaha." Right. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, so that that's pretty cool what you're doing over there. Kind of looks like an online trade show. Wink, wink. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so you're you're ready over there. So we're gonna have to talk yeah. after this. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Mud wrestle with Gene. No. What? <laughs> mud wrestling. That sounds oh, oh, it's Easy Pig. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> 
You guys are. Oh. You got some characters on your on your on your feed. Oh, here. We do. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're, oh, yeah. I think the thing here. is, Phil, we just love to have fun. I mean, it's literally. Um, you know, we like to dive deep. We like to talk about technology. But at the end of the yeah. day, we want to make hi-fi fun. Yeah. Um, so back to the bone was asking. He he has a Heo Seven. Is the new three fifty better? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, more drivers, more amplifiers. It's it's. Um, I mean, the goal is we we got to continue to evolve and a new cosmetic. So so the goal is each year we try to add additional things to make it worthwhile. The nice thing is you can keep your seven and you can buy a three fifty or one fifty or all this stuff mix. You can mix and match and get something great out of it. Nice. I saw that. So someone saw that fly Absolutely. by. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Welcome Here, to this, answer uh, any of the questions. Uh, <laughs> this, this question from Life of Bliss is a good one. Phil, Philip, do you see more companies moving towards Class D amplification <laughs> instead of Class AB or ABH? With the uh, um, it's funny. Like in our in our lineup, we have a variety of stuff. Like for example, our 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 Class A stuff uses for the first for the big mono blocks the first I want to say thirty five watts of that amplifier is class a before it switches to class a b the big marantz that i'm using right yeah. here the pm10 is actually a class d amplifier mm -hmm. so so it all depends on there's it all depends on your engineering and your design i like this amp for being in a rack because it runs icy cool mm -hmm. it you know I, the preamp runs warmer than that amplifier after wow. i've been beating on it all day so i kind of <laughs> i kind of like that so there's so it all depends on um, you know, how much room you have to put an amplifier, where are you going to put an amplifier? What are you trying to drive the amplifier with? Uh, and, and like I said, the best sounding is still going to be a class A amplifier, period. But they're heavy. They make a lot of heat and they run up your power bill. So you know, everybody's trying to find those other solutions to give you um, great performance. Remember, class A also makes class D um, integrated and they sound spectacular. So there is no right or wrong amplification topography. It's just how much time you take to actually get it right. You said period. Period. Class a. Are we talking about class A or class A? Class A. Class A. So oh, class A makes a class A amplifier and, and, and a class and, B amplifier. And, and, 30, and 35 watts in, in class A, that's pretty, that's a lot, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, frightening. Oh, like one fun. of the demos that we do is um, we, tell, we tell people when they go into a store and try it, they have the meters on them. Mm -hmm. And we tell them to turn the turn the volume up until the meter straight up and down, and okay. it feels like there's an earthquake in the room, and that's three watts. Yeah. You're not buying a wattifier; you're buying an amplifier, right? It's amperage that moves the speaker back and forth, not wattage. And amperage is what makes something heavy. So the old yeah. walk up to it and lift it—that right. was the reason why. It's those big Toronto power supplies and all the cooling and stuff to keep that thing from 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 heating up from all the amperage that you're utilizing. So yeah, 35 watts is a lot. A lot of times people see these amplifiers and they get caught up on the big numbers. Sure. It's not it's not about the number, it's about the quality of the watts, you know, not the not the amount. So so that's why when you look at some some receivers, they're five hundred dollars and the same wattage can cost you four thousand dollars. There's a reason for that. And um, so I always tell people to remember that. Hmm. What else what else you want to get into today? I know you have a few things that Hmm, let me think. We got into uh, 2.1. Mm -hmm. We talked I mean, about 2.1. Um, oh, a few more things about 2.1. Like I said, people want to know how can how do the cables work. So let's talk about the difference between a 2.1 cable and a um, a 2.0B cable. It's the same freaking thing. That's what I can explain it to you. Uh, if you look at an HDMI cable, there's actually 
um, like 19 little wires inside that cable. Mm -hmm. um, there's um, basically four channels they can use to send the signal. Right now, they only use three of them. Okay. And each one, they feed six. So six plus six plus six equals what? 18. 18. Which is what they're using right now. The, the fourth channel is used for timing. Just timing and sync. Mm -hmm. What they decided to do is take that fourth channel and use it. Mm. So now you have six, six, six is what? 24. And then someone said, well, maybe if I push it a little harder, and I can get maybe 12 down the line instead of six down the line. Mm. Now, and, and, and that's where that comes from. So the reason why you people go, how come you can't upgrade my receiver? You can, you can upgrade, you can add eARC, but you can't go from 2.0B to 2.1. The hardware is different, right? It's sure. the hard because what is how it's using the cable you bought is different. Gotcha. Okay, it's backwards compatible to look at only three of them when it's doing something that's a 2.0 B device, yeah. or four of them, or four lines when it's using a 2.1. So it's a hardware thing that prevents you from um, doing a firmware update to uh, to get to 2.1. But that's what things like the features: auto low latency mode, variable refresh rate, um, eARC. That that is just goes down the rec the other sixteen or seventeen wires on the on the line, so it's easy enough to add that type of thing. So so that's a big thing. So you don't have, don't don't fear that you're gonna have to throw away every single cable. There's a good chance you if you have some good ones and they're shorter, you may not have to, but um but they won't be certified because they won't be tested. But if they work, yeah, they work. They work if they work, they work. I had a guy, guy asked me today, he was he was asking about, you know, longer HDMI cables. Does that sound kind of degrade? And I said, no, it basically, if it makes it, it makes it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And you'll know. Yeah. You, know? you get a signal. Exactly. Or you don't. Or you don't. Sometimes right. you'll get sparklies and stuff yeah. like that. That's more like the little video amplifiers and like the amp uh, sometimes acting up. Mm -hmm. You get little sparklies. But most of the time you either get a signal yeah. or you don't get a signal. So, um, so. Just make um, so the multiple types of cables. You can have your copper; um, those are good for shorter lengths. Then you can do what's called active mm -hmm. um, copper, low amplifier to kind of accelerate it. Then you go to um, optical or uh, or active optical, which is what I think Joe has and I have. That's the one I showed you, the big guy right here. This is a um, it's called a company called Bullet Train. They use a it's a fiber clear line fiber cable, forty eight gigabits per second and i know because i tested it with this big old machine down here um and like i said anybody that needs i mean this is 60 feet of cable i mean that's crazy that's a little bit. i don't need that much you can you run know? it to your neighbor's house so they could enjoy your setup <laughs> my next door neighbor wants to watch you know right. my Apple tv i can run over to his house and See? run a commune, commune or something like that that's right <laughs> hey i, I remember i think uh person. i think maybe the first time we met was uh, you, I think you guys were doing demo of the L800s. Yes. Yeah, yes. over there. What was that? Was that Ron? Was that a uh? Where was that? Rocky, Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain. I think y'all were. Yeah, Rocky. Oh, yeah. we oh, couldn't stop talking about it. We couldn't stop talking. No. It sounded great in that in that room. Yeah. Well, the, the way I, the way I I would I that's one of the things that I would love to have in this room. Um, if anybody doesn't know how SDA works, basically when I'm playing a pair of speakers, um. The left speaker, some sound from some of the left speaker blend drifts over to your right ear, right. and sound from the right speaker blends over to your other ear, and that kind of muddies the effect, your sound stage. 
the human ear uses left and right signals to localize. So when you start going way to the left or way to the right, eventually both ears can localize where that speaker is and the soundstage kind of stops at the speakers. So if you want a wider soundstage, people keep putting their speakers wider and wider and wider apart. The way that SDA works is got two rows of speakers. One row play on, on the right speaker plays the signal for your right ear. The other row plays a cancellation signal for your left ear. We're not adding anything to the signal. We're actually taking stuff away. We're removing something you should not hear. So people think that we're adding signal to the adding stuff. No, we're taking stuff away. It's basically noise canceling for each ear. And because mm -hmm. of that, you're because you're just getting better stereo, you get a bigger effect. So we're not adding, when people think we're adding something to the signal, we're not. We're removing it. So if you could do the same thing by taking, get a big piece of foam, acoustic foam, and run it from the middle of your speakers to the middle of your nose, and you'll get the same effect. <laughs> and so unless you want to build a wall right down the middle of your room, this it's is not as fun. Not as fun. <laughs> no. It would probably be a pain. So I had a I had a chance to sit down with Stu and he shared with me that technology and I was pretty new to SDA and just had a great interview with him and just a super guy. So is he still involved a little bit with yeah, that? Was, that was his um, brainchild. He still is kind of a, he's, he's on his sailboat, but he's still, nice. you know, he can't let it go. He was, he was with the company for like yeah. Yeah, a year, long, long time, a long time. And that was like his swan song. They said, okay, yeah. um, build, build something build you want the ultimate speaker yeah, yeah so you we know. start off with the, the little bookshelf he's like okay mm -hmm. i'm gonna make it we're gonna make new drivers him him and that whole team matt Lyons and those guys they said we're gonna make a new speaker new t new tweeter new woofers using all the technologies we've learned mm -hmm. and then someone said what else can we do and he said well we, we, we've figured out how to make sca better let's utilize that so yeah. it's a it's a if you haven't heard one if there's a store new you should go check it Pretty out incredible. because even if pick something you've heard a million times a pink floyd track a Beatles track. I don't care. Something um, preferably with a lot of cool panning. People were tripping how stuff was going all around there, yeah. all around them, because it's just the ultimate in stereo is what it, it is. It, it's like the the room had headphones on. Exactly. And, and I could hear like exactly where everything is panned left and right. Yeah. yeah the other to thing me, too is the home theater. It's crazy. To me, the, the weirdest thing in two channel was that as you're listening, I could turn my head literally about that far and nothing changed in the sound stage. It was yeah. the weirdest thing. And you can turn your head this way and it, that, that center image is just right yeah, there. It was the weirdest ears thing. Can localize, your ears can't localize it. And so, as a home um, theater experience, it's crazy because you think about it, you keep adding um, people want that nine channel so they can have the, 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 the width speakers because you're trying to throw it outside to outside of the surround wider, sound. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So this is doing that already. So, um, it'll beat you, you, you add this to a 7.1 system. The experiences, we actually had that in the, um, that was the amplifier that I fell down the stairs carrying that theater, but we run that, that theater. Like, um, one of my favorite demos in there is, have you guys heard the new Craftwork 3d, the Atmos mm -hmm. Blu-ray? It's probably the Ooh. baddest. Um, it's, it's, um, Craftworks 3d. Yeah. yeah cra it's called, um, Craftwork 3d. And what okay. it is, is an Atmos Blu-ray disc. Okay. And it's it's a live concert of them doing all of this old original techno. If you're a techno person, yep. these guys started the whole thing. And it's these oh, yeah. crazy old German guys. And it's it's probably one of the best sounding um, Atmos demonstrations out there. But when you add the SDA to it and there's just nice. the room just disappears. It's the wildest thing you've ever heard in your entire life. So any chance you got the hookup for us? <laughs> that, that disc? You got to um, have some connections, Phil. Come on now. 
We'll tell you. Um, I can't. I, don't, I can't get that disc. But um, but I will tell you. We can maybe come up with a with some things for your for some of your um um your uh, subscribers that maybe there we can give go. you guys some awesome. some other discs, like maybe Ooh. some um some DTS discs, you know, oh, something yeah. like Every, that. Everybody yeah, always. I can't has. promise you too much because Wilkie, my Paul, our PR guy, may kill me. But um, but reach maybe, out to me. Maybe we can do a little thing for you guys. Maybe they gotta follow your uh, your new YouTube channel. How about that? Ah, follow that new YouTube you. channel. Little, you know how to do it. Like fifty maybe, something maybe, already. Maybe if we yeah. do that, that we've already, we've already doubled your subscribers as of <laughs> as of right now. I know. Can I, I know. can I say something real quick? I don't. Was that room at Rocky Mountain just especially good? Because I heard it again at CES, and it did. It was it was still impressive, but it wasn't on that level. Like that level at Rocky Mountain was just ridiculous well the, i don't know the, the, the um they had more room to breathe at rocky mountain because it was just a two-channel soundstage and a bigger suite yeah. you're trying to you're trying to um to shove that many people in such a small space in one of those hotels it was smaller Cause, yeah yeah because we had what was in that room it was a 7.1.6 <laughs> wow you know with four subs for um four subs in there and and it was probably it it was nuts you know, oh, yeah. oh, funny story about that. I didn't, we didn't, we never said this. Like after the first day of the show, uh. we were all happy the show was over. So everybody leaves and we're just in the hotel and we're just relaxing, you know, maybe having a beer, um, playing the system. So like, I'll play some music. So they start off with some, you know, some Pink Floyd. And then a little later it got into some hip hop. And then um, the boss was like, I want to hear killing in the name of by um by <laughs> rage against the machine so we're playing it and it's like everybody's like yeah Angry. and they were like what would what happened what would happen if i had five channel stereo so we could turn everything on and we hit the button and the lights went out wow. <laughs> 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 because we had what four m eighty seventy sevens in there and uh, and four subs in that power out the power outlets did not not likey so That's we're hilarious. like in the dark saying, uh-oh, uh-oh. How'd you get the power back on? It's a secret. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Flip the breaker, dude. Get the call. I'm like, um, something happened in our room. I don't know. I don't know uh, what happened. I was just using a hairdryer <laughs> and it popped. I don't know what's going on. The lights are still out right now. They haven't been able to figure it out. Yes, yes. <laughs> Dang, oh, man. man. That, that Kraftwerk C DVD is like... You you can only find it used. Some they're new on to, eBay. They're hard to get. Um, they um collide. It's on. Um, there is a non Atmos version of it available, I believe, on Netflix. I'm not sure. Maybe Netflix. No, I have to look. Oh. You have to look it up. The other one that's really good is the the Hans Zimmer Live okay. at Prague. Yeah. That one's Zimmer, that's yeah. a very very good one as well. Yeah. But um, but if you can find that Craftwork, it is a great demo disc. Crown. That one, yep. Yeah. That one right there. Four dollars. This is a box set of the CD. One sixty. Whoa. Yeah, there. It's a. It's an amazing disc. Amazing disc. Oh, I was lucky yeah. enough to get one for twenty four dollars, and I guess now they're hard to get a hold of. So. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it's them really perform at Coachella. Name before. Awesome Kraftwerk. Huh? I've heard that name before somewhere, yeah. but I don't know Kraftwerk. Yeah, that's old, old. Old German techno. Yeah. So they so a lot of the hip hop that you've heard, a lot of the breakdance music you've heard, um, a lot of the techno you've heard, they that's where it came from. So like um Planet yeah, Rock, the hip hop song rock, was actually rock, Planet Rock. Yeah, that's Trans Europe Express by them. He just basically took the song and sped it up. That's all he did. So um so yeah, so if you're if you're into like techno or original stuff, you'll be shocked at how 
advanced the music sounds and it was done in like 75 and 78. It's pretty amazing. I'm looking through a playlist to see, cause that just is like standing out big time. Like somebody hit, <laughs> told me about it and I added it to a playlist or something. So yeah, yeah, look at that, Kevin, the original industrial synthesizer band. You had to actually build those synthesizers back then. I mean, it looked like, it looked like uh, the old switchboard operator to get their mm -hmm. stuff to work. Yeah. It was all modular at the time. Ah, Turn off the somebody actually right brought up dynamic range and music, music mixing. I wish they did, you know? Um, but a lot of times people would, they would make that stuff and someone would jump in their car stereo and punt a woofer across the room. And mm. that would just be the end of it. I mean, I mean like with the <clears throat> amount of like compression that's being used and it's just, it's turned into a loudness war for like yes. each track, on, exactly. on, you know, and, and it sucks because like having the dynamic range is what makes it's yeah. cool to have an awesome sound system because you get the low lows and you get the surprise. Yep. And impact. I mean, I, I love it too, but a lot of people just, it's people like Americans like a lot of bass and they like a lot of volume. So a lot of times they just put it that way the entire time. It is great to see some artists are though really care about it and start to use more um, dynamic range and materials. Starting to see people that are starting to do it. It's up to the artists. Yeah, you know what's funny? Um, this one guy I met at Nam, he does a lot of mixing um, for um, J-pop and K-pop, mm -hmm. and he's saying it's really weird over there. They don't want any lows. Like it's literally for your phone. <laughs> like he's like, I just, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you barely hear anything. He's like, I, I cut it off at like um, wow. at a hundred hertz, and that's it. That's exactly what they want. I'm like, really? That's yeah. so weird. I know. Hey, I it's cheap. No. It's cheap on the DJ. They don't have to bring those big subs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what that's what kills me is a lot of like my my son sitting here looking at his iPad, and um and a lot of these guys these young these youngsters have they grew up with just the iPhone yeah. or a pair of inexpensive headphones in there plugged into their um into their tablets and stuff so they really have not heard a big system. It's funny a couple of couple of um months ago they had went and watched uh, a horror movie over at one of their friend's houses on his little TV mm. and um, Brightburn. And they're like, oh, it wasn't yeah. that scary. And wow. I was like, yeah, because you're looking at a little TV with no sound. <laughs> no I said, sound. okay, right. everybody sit down and let's, um, we'll play some movies in the, in, in the theater here, <laughs> in my room here. And watching little kids jump crack me up because they aren't used to that because my daughter would say oh it's not that scary i saw jaws or i saw i saw you know conjuring or something it wasn't a, but then they you ask them and they they watch like oh i watch three minutes phone. of this and All two right. minutes of that and i'm like no sit down watch the whole thing with the lights off and then we can have a conversation we had adults over at my house and um we were watching 1917 uh -huh. and the scene where they hit that tripwire uh -huh. that was some crazy because i've got four 18s uh-huh it was insane, <laughs> man. Yeah. Insane. You got the JTR. Oh my gosh. J I JTR you, I calculators. Your, I saw your stuff on the I saw the JTR stuff on your channel. Oh, um man. the other one that's really good if you want that, have Heartbreak Ridge. The mm -hmm. um oh oh my god. Heartbreak Ridge. They uh there's a scene where they climb like it's the first battle and they're climbing this ridge, like this mm -hmm. this tall ridge. And then they go into like this ravine and it's just dead bodies everywhere. And it's just silence until it's not. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, it's, up, it's a stunning um, yeah. Dolby Atmos demonstration. Yeah. And it's one of those things talk about dynamics. You got to be careful the first time you play it because you're turning it up to hear the person talk. 
Mm. And all of a sudden, it's just absolute madness. But if you're looking for a good subwoofer demo, Dynamics demo, anybody that doesn't jump the first time they saw that is a zombie. So you want want to hear something funny after we talked at CS? Remember we did that little um we made that video. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that video? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Uh, I ended up uh, checking out that Phil Collins from Miami Vice that you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. And they're driving through the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it is badass. If you had, I know. On a good I know. system, it's different, right? Yeah, It's exactly. a different vibe exactly. when you're listening and it has like, you know, everything comes alive, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just want to let you know that I did. <laughs> I checked that out. I got him doing 80s about. Miami Vice flashback. Yeah. Oh, mercy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm ready. If anybody wants to, if you guys want to take any calls. I'm sure Let's people want to ask questions too. You have if you that number? questions for Phil, we'll put that up under the screen. 818-237-3030. Phil is ready to take it Answer on, one. man. And 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 Phil, I got to thank you again. Uh, at Cedia, Phil was like, hey, so did you go downstairs and check out Wisdom Audio? I'm like, no, what's that? He's like, Oh, it's like a million dollar home theater. I was like, oh, <laughs> let's go check it out. So he went and stood in line with me too. And it was, it was, it was nuts. That was the uh I told you guys about it. The 13.6.8 setup is ridiculous. Four semi, like three or four semis of equipment. It was crazy. You know what? I mean, this, I mean, this is a great place. I mean, there's a a lot of great equipment out there and this is, I mean, this is a fun gig. I mean, I could be selling, I could be the, the Phil Jones, the mattress tech guy and be completely bored to death. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mattresses are no joke. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of, a lot of serious business. That. Well, this is quite. This is a orthopedic with like five springs per inch or whatever. <sighs> All right. So you are on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Warren. I'm calling from St. Louis. Hey, what's Warren, up, Warren? Happy man. What's your question? Hey, pretty good. Okay, I got a uh, 4400 H, and uh-huh. I had all 3D set up. And a 5.1.4. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and invested in some surround back speakers. And in 7.1.4, but the back speakers don't play in all 3D. They only play no. in Dolby Atmos and DTS. Yeah, yeah. Oro 3D um, doesn't use surround back unless you're into, what is it, Phil, 13 or 14 channels? Yeah, you got 13 or 14 channels. That's the hard part is like if you look at the big guy behind me, um, it, it actually it, you have to reconfigure its speaker configuration to switch from an Atmos thing to an Oral 3D with the voice of with the Oral 3D with the voice of God. So so there is I'm not exactly sure there is a combination that will work on um, all three. I mean, the Atmos, DTSX and Oral 3D, but it may not be surround back. It may be surround. I'd have to look at it. Um, I'm going to give you my email okay. address. This is going to ask, this is going to get me. Um, it's philip.jones okay. at soundunited.com. So philip with one L. All right. Dot Jones at okay. soundunited. And I have a feeling I'm going to get a million emails about, yeah. dude, what about this? What about that? <laughs> but hey, but, but yeah, but let me know what your situation is. And I bet you we can, I, I can see if I can find the right um, speaker configuration for you. That's good. Service okay. Right I appreciate that. Yeah. No problem. Take care. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Have a good Appreciate thanks you, guys. Calling. Thanks for hey, calling. Yeah. No problem. Thanks for calling. Right. So, yeah, we do a lot of tech support here, too. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. You guys look like tech support. Oh, Thank you. That, dude, my family all <laughs> the time. Like tech support. Oh, We're time. here to help. That's hilarious. 
we can well, start on board. How can I help you? Great from <laughs> Mumbai, you know. Hey, there's another uh, business idea, Joe. Just a uh, hi-fi tech support. Hey, you want to um, do that? Let's start it up. Yeah. What should we call hi -fi it? Hi-fi tech support. Yeah. Hi-fi tech support. Yeah. Hey, do you? So, if you guys have any smart road management in your house, like any IEG or um or domos or anything like that, because no, I, no. I you, you should think you should look into that, man. Um, so hmm? I said you're so, fancy. Well, the thing is, it used to be. I mean, think about it. It used to be something that if you got an AMX or a Crestron system and you and it costs as much as a small house, you could do it. But now it's built into like a router. You can buy it yeah. built into a router, a little box, and it it makes it really easy. Like when when I'm traveling, if my if they if, if my son can't get the HDMI to switch from the projector to the TV to be able to log in and um and do nice. it and run like bandwidth tests and and wow. and do all that type of stuff so it used to be it's it's going to be and that's what's going to happen we know what the future is going to be like when they call tech support they right. just can ask permission they're going to log into your receiver and say oh nice. you got the wrong setting let me fix that for you nice. so so and that also applies to televisions or any of these other smart remote managed stuff so hopefully in a few years um it's a lot easier to to to, to fix something if you can actually see how it's connected and look at the menu and make the adjustments right there. So, surprise you guys don't have that. It's a cool tool. I just I say, Amazon, fix my whatever. And she's like, what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. It doesn't work yet, but yeah. I'm I'm with sure. the firmware update, it'll happen. I know. What yeah. oh, God. <laughs> I'm looking at the comments here. This comments are crazy. You guys are crazy over here. Oh, yeah. man. Look at this guy. They like they didn't like your uh your your Indian uh accent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my comment right underneath? <laughs> my people. <laughs> I grew up listening to that sound. That's yeah. why I can do it so well. Yeah, yeah Bad uh, to the Brone brought up the 705s and the 70s and the 707s that were replaced by the legends are on like mad discount. Yeah. There that is a steal of the century. Even if I didn't work there, it's a steal of the century. So if you if you're looking for a good set of bookshelves or some floor standards at a like a ridiculous price, um, those are available at a lot of retailers right now. And I've when they're gone, they're gone. Heard those. Basically, they're the they're what the legends were designed to replace. So mm. so the seven oh sevens are the large. Um, they used to be like four grand, um, forty five hundred a pair. Large floor standards, tons of base tons of dynamics and i think they're going for half price right now or nice. less than half so if you can so it's just the fact that uh it's like buying that uh 90s that 2019 when the 2020 came out so so i have i have to take advantage here and say you know i know a lot of the trade shows are canceled but you guys were you guys going to show anything cool over there or you know, uh, you know um we're, we're always looking at showing new things i can't tell you too much cuz i would get I would be the former director of training of Sound uh -oh. United, but um, <laughs> but like I said, um, we are looking at um, um, more higher end models, um, in order because people because you know things to make sure that we we deal we uh give the customers what they're looking for. So can't tell you when, can't tell you what, but <laughs> we always we all we always offer cool there's, stuff. So, there's some good stuff coming though, right? Yeah, there's some there's some good good stuff coming. I mean, if you think about it, so we've always been Sound has always been you know we were the first with um. Uh, the Atmos and DTSX and IMAX Enhanced. So we're we're pretty much always trying to be on the bleeding edge when it comes to technology. That's one of the benefits of being 
like they say, well, why you guys are like five companies. What's up with that? What's the bit? Why you do that? And I say to think of us like the Volkswagen group. So if you think of the Volkswagen group, they own Volkswagen, Audi, Porsche, you know, you, all these Ducati, um, motorcycle, all this, yeah. all these different things. Fiat. Yeah. Fiat. All, all, <laughs> not Fiat. That's for, that's Fiat owns Alfa Romeo. That's a different guy. No, no. Fiat. It's S-C-A-T yeah, or C-A-T. whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens is there's a benefit to that. If you're buying a, um, if you buy a uh, Bentley, it has the same navigation system as um, a Volkswagen. It's the same. It's the same system. That does not make a Bentley a Bentley. But you expect your luxury car, your Bentley, the Lamborghini, to have reliable navigation. That's just the way it is. Right. So, but a small car company that builds high-end specialty stuff cannot afford that type of engineering. Yeah. Nice. So what happens is you have the Denon and, and the Marantz's of the world that den- that do all that heavy lifting of the stuff that you just need to make an amplifier function, HDMI switching, you know, different surround sound platforms, mm-hmm. uh, um, RS-232, IP control, um, discrete IR code, stuff that you expect for the, to, um, a better piece to do. Then you can let each of the smaller companies focus on the engineering that makes their product special. So now Class A can focus on amplifier topography, not worrying about mm-hmm. how is the switching going to work. And they can benefit so, each other's technology exactly and their advancements exactly right. so you end up with better products at all price points and the one thing that you normally don't get reliable hi-fi reliable high-end normally if you buy at the very top it's not the it's neither doesn't have the latest technology or it's not mm. the most reliable and by having all these multiple brands together we can provide you with like cutting edge technology even at the higher end which is something you normally don't see mm-hmm Definitely, definitely. And of course, the big question is X8600H, X4600H, when do we know a release date? Well, the 8600, think about it. Well, the nice thing about it, if you buy an 8500, just buy it. Because the one one thing that we're going to do for the AV8805 Marantz and the X8500 is when 2.1 comes out, um, you'll be able to send that off to our service department. Mm. And for a fee, we will pull out the old video boards with a... 2.0 B and plug in new 2.1 um, 2. boards and then take the receiver into the future. So, so you could basically um, buy once, cry once you can buy it now, enjoy it right now. And, and then, and like I said, when you do get your multiple 2.1 sources and you want to do it, you just send it off to our service department, paid a little fee, and then we'll uh, swap the boards out. They even change the little stickers on the back. So it all matches and it looks all modern and then ship it back to you. So, mm-hmm. So um, for a fee, it ain't for free, okay? Mm-hmm. But, um, but any but, idea roughly what that would cost a consumer? Well, what they're I mean, trying to do is they're trying to look at um, the cost difference between the one we're selling now and its replacement okay. and try to make the board swap pretty much gotcha. you don't feel like you got ripped off by doing okay. the board swap. Does that make Got sense? Yeah. So, I, so there is no official pricing, sure. but it won't be so outrageous that you will be just pissed that you didn't just wait for right. a new one. So don't be expecting like two hundred dollars. You're gonna ship this thing in there. And they're gonna upgrade your receiver. It's 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 gonna be it's it's going to be um, not too crazy of a price. Okay, it'll cool. be something that if you decide you decide you want to do it, it'll be tempting manageable. enough to do it. It'll be Very manageable. Cool. Good deal. That's good to know. Awesome. Oh, there was a one question earlier, um, and it was uh, do. Do you think that um, Denon and or Marantz will ever adopt Dirac Live? Uh, <laughs> um, we are looking at, I mean, um, 
there's lots of good um, room equal, equalization software. How about and this? Can I just say it this way? Can would they ever update the Odyssey one? Because <laughs> yeah. I know you guys have had that. So I'm going to add to that question. Well, Sorry there's some, well, there's some things like we know that you could do to improve Odyssey, um, or there's some advancements in different surround sound uh, room equalization. So they're looking at all those particular things. We're we're quite happy. I mean, yes, to some of the ones like um, Durac and some of those ones have um, some serious capabilities. But we're if you look at whenever we do those types of things, there's a certain amount of engineering resources you have, and it's where do you allot it to get the biggest bang for the buck. Sure. So do we take the guy off of the HDMI 2.1 project and put him on the new equalization product project or or do we take him off one of the new surround sound format projects that are coming on coming down the pipeline and put them on 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 that so it's always things um, how much of a difference will it make in the performance um, is that the best way to spend our engineering resources so we so they continue to look at that all the time and, and, and like I said if we can if, if it offers something that is way beyond what Odyssey can do, um, that's something that we would, uh, I'm sure we would always consider. So a lot of the companies, I say a lot, several companies are now moving into that 16 channel, 32 channel. Do you mm -hmm. think that's something that, that maybe Rance or Denon is going to try to maybe reach that market? Or is that just kind of like, Oh, oh absolutely. Very absolutely. Specialized. Absolutely. If you think about it, we, um, we had the, with the exception of one of the big guys, what, um, Trinoff, Mm -hmm. We yeah. had we had one. Of, I mean, if you're looking for a 13 channel preamp or a 13 oh, yeah. channel receiver, Dan Morant's with first right. Dan Morant. Yeah, so true. so um so so yeah. So I can see moving into those other those other options. Okay. It's just that it's like Oprah. You get a speaker. You get a speaker. You get a speaker. I mean, how many speakers can you put in your house? You not going to probably put 32 zones in a house. Nah. But, you know. <laughs> the, you know. So, uh, Chana, Michael, do you guys have a, any like wish list items for Sound United Group? Like something that you wish that they would come out with? I mean, I, I for me, it's 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 I, I want to I want to experience Dirac live and 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 have okay. How about this? Because I know Audio Control makes these, but they're like expensive. I want Dirac live really good ESS Sabre DACs, mm -hmm. um, eight channel ones, like two of them, maybe 16 mm -hmm. channels, who knows? And mm -hmm. um, Atmos, DTSX, IMAX Enhanced, and Oro 3D in one box. That's, mm -hmm. well, that's for, for for under 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the you know, I, I was going to say, we're working I'm, on that right now. You know, I just that that, uh, that pre-pro's got, what, eight two channels in it? Because they thought the eight two channels sounded better than the, than the two eight channels. So, um, so like I said, they, um, we are, I will tell you that I can't, we are working on new pieces nice. and they, they will have, yes. I mean, of course you're going to expect any flagship pieces to have 2.1, but even if I didn't show you that you would still want to buy it. That's nice. the best way I can, that's the best way I can explain it to you. So, so get them do a great oh. audio piece. Oh, and it also has 2.1. All right. Mm -hmm. So, so, that's so your bonus. That's just a bonus. That's just that's a the bonus. icing exactly. on the cake, baby. Exactly. The cake because... has got some meat stuff in it, man. You're gonna. How about you, Michael? Any any wish list items? I think like... one thing that's great is that you know with with Polk, they've kind of made a decision to kind of step into that hi-fi mm -hmm. arena, you mm -hmm. know, with the new series with the Legend series. So I think that was a great step for them mm -hmm. um, to be able to offer that to consumers. Yes. 
and, uh, wish list. I don't, I don't know if I've got a particular. Yeah. yeah. And each brand is looking cool. at new, new products and stuff. So if you look at definitive, they launched the, um, the demands and then you'll yeah, see some you'll, the floor and the floor standards and stuff. Yep. You'll, you'll see more and more products. We're trying to, um, um, you'll see a lot more cool products coming down the pipeline in the next. I, I know what Joe was wanting from Polk Audio. It was What's a that? subwoofer that cost more than hundred dollars. What is it? Or does no. it go, goes I down know. to like? Well, actually, goes down the, to base, the, the base that you guys heard in that room mm-hmm. at the at the at the um at CS was two HTS twelves. Um, that was what five hundred dollars subs, four wow. of them, and wow. um and the base was spectacular in that room. Um, for considering I'm only using two thousand dollars for subs and twelve um four twelves. You know, but of course you also had the big, uh, the big legends the lights go there. off. We had legends in the front, legends in the back. So, but yeah, but it, it does a, it does a pretty good job. We always say, um, I would love to have four eighteens, but I don't think they would actually, they wouldn't fit in my, uh, my little space, because I'm a, I'm a bassaholic as well. But um, shut off so my gotta, lights if I hook that up. So I know, <laughs> I know what Ron would want. I think Ron still waiting on the the L eight hundreds. Just asking. Are they there yet? Are they are they there yet? Yeah, well, you, you want to do a review on a pair? Uh, yeah, make sure they might be in the front. Check check to see if they're they're out there. Ron. <laughs> did, did, did they Amazon, Amazon just shut up, Ron. They got fast shipping. I heard that it, it cures the uh, quarantine blues. So, oh no. yes, yeah. you need even some the six hundred. The six hundred is um a um a a good a good piece too. I mean the the uh, the ones right below the big STA towers. Those are very very good speakers too. We actually had a listing event for Morant. So we had a, like, um, we had people jump on, um, we had people jump on social media and talk about why they like Morant's or give me stories about the I was past. There. I was there. Yeah. You were there. Were you there? Yeah, I was there. I, I heard the hills. Yeah. I was hanging, hanging out with, uh, with oh. Paul. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I took them. I took all the guys to a, for record shopping. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So what they did was they had them tell, um, everybody jumped on and talked about what they liked. And we took like four guys, Three, three, four guys, and we had them fly down to um to Beverly Hills, put them up in a nice hotel on Sunset, and um and we just hung out and played music for two days. And I took them on a record shopping spree at um Amoeba Records, and they had like an hour to an hour and a half to um, to buy records. And we came back and spun records all night, and nice. and um and that was one of the speakers we we used the new um um what PM seven thousand Marantz integrated. Mm-hmm. With the uh, with the little with the floor standing L six hundred, it's pretty impressive. Very good. They sounded very good. But mm-hmm. I, I think I think I think I want to see Ron review the L eight hundreds. I want to see SDA in action. SDA, I got, I got the room for SDA. It. SDA the same thing, man. I got the room for it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I would love for you to review those. You know, that's just my wish list thing. I, I think maybe maybe like some of your two channel stuff i would love to see the silver ones i heard that you guys don't yeah. sell here well that's a that's the thing that we i would love to have silver too but it all depends on the market because if you go to uh europe or japan if you go to japan it's pretty much that's what they buy mm-hmm. is the champagne or the silver yeah. but um we it was, it was funny we went um america went silver tvs and silver products right. for like all the way through like 2000 and all of a sudden everybody decided to go back back to black and they haven't been able to um to bring them in and people are concerned you know you have this beautiful rack like this and then they're worried that will the person buy if the silver the silver's not going to work so if you're going to go silver you silver. gotta go all oh, come on now Maybe yeah. two channel stuff i feel like silver and two channel kind of go yeah together better than jelly yeah. and, and, yeah. And, the, and the two channel is a lot less equipment you'll probably have a turntable 
right. maybe an integrated, maybe a pl- maybe a, a disc player. So I can see a silver system, and it does look really, really pretty. If you ever seen it, go go look at some of the um, Marantz and some of the Denon um, uh, European or or Japanese sites and stuff. It's amazing. And by the way, Denon has Denon has some products that are obscenely nice that they don't bring to the U.S. I had asked him, I said, man, I said, you know, how come Denon doesn't have, and he said, actually we do. It's just not here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, and, and the reason why they can't bring it, cause I, cause I, when I first saw when I fell in love with it, I was like, oh my God, that's the most beautiful piece of dinner I've, I've ever seen in my entire life. It's champagne. It's this, it's just insane. Yeah. But the problem, but the, the, the power supply was built for 50, gotcha. you know, 50 Hertz. They're, they're mm-hmm. 100 mm-hmm. volt 50 yeah. and they can't, the volt that the step up transformer to make it work in the US probably would cost more mm. <laughs> than the piece itself. So they need, it they just need KCA was not designed for really. us. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at the so look, we have we should sign up a, a petition here. So we have who's asking for Ron to do an L800 review? We got TJ, TJ. The we're, we're gonna put the pressure on poor Phil. He's like, no, no, we gotta do it. I'd imagine Phil's got a, a little bit of connection with Sound United. I mean, friends, no. friends, got to put. Does friends. he have the space? Jerry or he have like some little tiny apartment somewhere, and you're trying to shove like two mount, two monkey coffins in his house. Is See, that's why I'm not asking for him. See, but Ron has a, a big living room. Square big room. He so, can yeah. actually yeah. even bring them out into the room. He like yeah. yeah. bring them out. Yeah. So we, Joe just wants to go over there and drink beer and play and play his system. Is what it was, right? That guy was so happy when he heard those. Uh-huh. He was just like, so I wanted to see that again, but on video so everybody can see. You know, he the cried. He cried. Yeah, it was hilarious. He just like, <laughs> he couldn't believe that. And on the podcast afterward, man, it was nothing but L800s. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. He's like, fun. I heard the mids dancing with the highs. Oh, he here was, we go. He, he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Is he one of those flowery ones? You know? <laughs> Sleazy big ad. The soundstage is blooming with the. <laughs> In addition to the silver, he wants analog displays, and I agree with that. What do you think, yeah. Ron? Analog displays yeah. on those you things. Know, you know who's got all silver and analog displays is the uh, all the new Technics stuff. Yeah, yeah. The new Technics like. Yeah. Amplifier yeah, I love. Like. I love. I'm a meter guy too. I have been. I have been pushing. Please make us some stuff with some. Get some meters I love, going. I love when it goes when the sound happens and it goes. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's great. We need that. That's when you're doing something, right? On the opposite end, I think I would also uh, wish for like a small, like I don't know if you guys could do it, but like a a small, very small class D amplifier with HDMI arc, just two channel. I mean, you can do three point one if you want to get crazy with it, but a small, <laughs> oh, small oh. one. Like if they can fit all that technology into the sound bar, they can make a small. Just that's a little actually, guy. yeah, that's HDMI actually not a. That's Art. actually not a bad idea. Because um, with a sub we, out, right? Yeah, it because, can be yeah, done. Because, yeah, a little small guy. You run HDMI to it. it the, you don't need any controls on it because you're gonna the amp, the TV will turn it on and turn the volume up and down, yep. and the sound yep. goes to it. If they can do that, a small sound bar, they can they can make a little nice box, little small you, thing. Yeah, start off with three point one right now, and then you can make it five channel next time, and then the next time you can keep. I'll yeah. buy all of them. Yeah, because that's the hardest part. <laughs> We're always trying to find that transition between this right. and a sound bar. Yeah. And um, and so everybody's trying to f- crack that nut, try to find that sweet spot. Yeah. And yeah. and so far, no one's been able to really get there. You know, like yeah. we had a piece called a Heels AVR. Huh? Not spin a fortune. Everybody's yeah. wondering, how can I get that amazing sound? But 
only got a $500 budget, you know? Exactly. Exactly. We're trying to, we try to get you as much as we possibly can, but you, you, the old get what you pay for. I actually did a, a review on projectors last week for a $300 projector you can get from Amazon versus an actual um, projector, <laughs> you know, and um, for about it, and the difference in price was 300 versus 700. And uh -huh. the difference was absolutely shocking. So, yeah, I mean, so, so the goal is to get you as much as humanly possible, but um, when you go from 500 to 1,000, a lot of times the difference is huge. Eventually, mm -hmm. you get to what's called the, that diminishing returns, mm -hmm. where you're trying to – the, the 10,000 to the $20,000 yeah. thing, that's when it starts being eh, – and the guy starts putting his speakers up on elevated – on speakers, you know, the wire stands and, and then – <laughs> exactly so um so eventually you get to the point where there's big differences um and right now i mean you can probably you can do a, a pretty nice little subset receiver system for a thousand bucks yeah you know yeah. and the and that will destroy a um a sound bar, a sound bar yeah yeah, you know, so, that i saw the na nad has a d3045 it's like a small class d mm -hmm. right You've seen like the small NED stuff and it mm -hmm. has HDMI. I'm like, yes, this is this is what people need. Cause like, you know, I just want more people to get into it, right? Yeah. Cause tech oh, assistant, we do have like these little heels amplifiers and heels, things like that, mm -hmm. but they don't have yet. Yeah, we haven't put an HDMI on it. Um, mm -hmm. one thing that we added to our lineup that we've learned because of Europeans and also Americans, the hardest thing is getting speakers to the back of the room. Yep. Um, but a lot of times we want to start with something. We have a, a Denon AVR called the DRA um, 800. It's a two channel with HDMI and ARC on it. And it's just two channels. Mm -hmm. But it um, for a lot of times, two, two, two bookshelves or two floor standing speakers oh, yeah. with a two channel. With a, and it's, it's a great sounding piece of hi-fi for 500 bucks. And then there's also a Marantz version called the NR1200. It uses the the narrow, the small, the thin, thin chassis, line AVR, the thin yeah. line chassis. But same thing, two channel um, with um, arc. And um, so you, so basically, if you want to add it to a TV, you can go. We can go that route, and it does a really good job. And it has FM, FM, and and all the other stuff too. There you go. We got we got the idea. So. What if you just remember I was saying you can keep upgrading that one small class D amp with the HDMI? Mm -hmm. What if you could just take your old one and then use that to power your rear speakers and then they could talk to each other? Yeah. You see what? Uh, I don't know. Uh, look at you. I, I got ideas. Yeah. So, yeah. It, was, it is nice to make it scalable. That's one of the reasons why. I mean, we make great sound bars, but the problem with sound bars is they're just not scalable. Once you, once you got it, if you want to move up, you got to put that in a different room and start from scratch. So anytime you can start with components, it's the better because two speakers and a receiver, even if it's not surround, you can grow with that system um, a lot quicker than you can with a soundbar. It's kind of yeah. like buying a laptop, you know, you kind of get what you bought, you know, versus the desktop or yep, exactly. Yep. If anyone can do it, sound United can do it. Juan's asking what happened to the old Sony TV with the two vertical side speakers. I got one in the background. I got one above my fireplace right now, which is pretty funny. Um, with the sub, it had a wireless sub that came with it. Nice. So, just a dedicated soundbar. Looking at all the comments here, I missed the call. Someone I'm said Sleech Pig said he disagrees that a satellite set. Um, a set. Someone hopefully he agrees with me. It's um, just a we, we over here. Yeah. Number one, if I had the choice, I would do two good bookshelves, two channel. 
Yeah. If I had to do poor man surround, satellites over a soundbar. You know why? Because there's physical speakers behind you. Yeah. You got a much wider sound. So it's like I put one on this shelf and one on that shelf and a center channel instead of your, all of your sound coming from something that's only three feet wide. Bring so home, if you Bring want a home. more spacious <laughs> surround sound experience, preach, a pair preach. of satellites are going, the other th- are going to beat a soundbar hands down. I mean, there are some good soundbars that have wireless rears in the back. But by the time you get the soundbar with wireless rears in the back, you're looking at a yeah, pair of four right. bookshelves and a subwoofer and a multi-channel amplifier. Yeah. So by the time you make that soundbar match that satellite system for you know you're already into almost fifteen hundred bucks, and now you can move up to bookshelves. So you know, and but like I said, there are some really good soundbars, and you buy, but you buy soundbar for convenience. You're not buying it for performance because the component system will always beat it for the price. It's just the way oh. it is. There it is. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop, ladies oh. and gentlemen. And I've been doing it for a while. I tried that all. <laughs> Trust me. Well, oh, we got one last call. We'll take one last call and then and then I think we're done for today. Let's see here. You are on the air. What's your name? Where are you where are you calling from? What's your question? Hey, hey it's Chris Gahoot again from Ohio. Hey, hey Chris. What's hey, up? Chris. What's up? How are you guys doing? Just giving you guys a shout out. Say hi. Cool. I had uh, a little question for, I had a question for Phil. Mm-hmm. Shoot. I have a, a Marantz 7705. Mm-hmm. Any uh, setup tricks for that? Like something that we wouldn't, you know, a normal guy wouldn't know about. Um, what speakers are you running with it? I have the Klitsch 8000 uh, Fs for the front, the 504 center. Uh, I have an eleven point two point four system right now. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So, um, well, of course, I know these guys want their diva, their direct, but make sure number one, you run. Um, you run. Uh, first thing I would do is, of course, you run your Odyssey. Number two, don't if you don't have the Odyssey app for your smartphone or your, or, um, you need to get that. It's twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. So yeah. the, the best way to explain I, that. I have it. You have that. Um, so I, I utilize that. A lot of times what people do with that, by the way, is a lot of rooms, there's problems with bass and mostly the bass is where the issue is. So with that app, a lot of times people will um, will limit its equalization to, to below like 300. And oh, below the best about to say five hundred. He was about five, to say five hundred. Five to three, but and then let and then let, let your speak so that so that's one thing that I like about that particular application. Um, if you okay. Um, I know that they, the uh, the default Odyssey puts a little bit of a dip in it, which actually kind of helps Klipsch. But if you want it to be a little bit more punchy in the highs, you can actually take that take that out. But a lot of times, you just that app actually gives you a lot of um, a lot of flexibility, um, and 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 uh, that's the main thing. Uh, and right. right. try to utilize the app a little more. Yeah, it works. It works really well. Another thing too that you can do with the app is you can have two settings. So, like, for example, I can boot a setting from the, like, if I have my screen down and my curtains closed, that changes my acoustics. So I did an Odyssey that way. And then I have one with the curtains open and my flat panel going. Um, Or even if my flat panel is not going um, uh, and I'm playing two-channel, that big 75-inch TV is on the wall and and then my sliding door is closed. So you can do two different settings and you can just boot into the, from the app, depending on what you're playing. So you have optimized uh, performance for both situations. 
Now, Phil, when you say boot into that, are you talking about just saving those? Because I know you, you can save, save it into the app. You can save a bunch of them. Yeah, you can oh, save a bunch of them. You can. Okay. Yeah, you can save a bunch. Like I have. You're saying you could only do two. No, you could do multiples. Okay. I have um, um, windows open. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, 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 screen up, curtains open. Nice. I have um, uh, curtains closed, screen down. I have optimized for one seat. Nice. <laughs> me funny. playing music and then i have optimized home theater so you can go in and make as many of these combinations as you want and then quickly um and then uh, just open the app and load it so it takes, it'll do, take a minute hmm? yeah i had to do that for reviewing different stuff because i'm always unhooking stuff and changing stuff and then when i had to go back to my setup yeah. it's like dang i gotta redo that again <laughs> and now the app yeah. is sweet guys definitely yeah it's, like, it's 20 too. bucks yeah, it's I think twenty bucks. Nice, actually. And your computer and your phone is way the the receiver has these processors have a lot of brains in them, but they're trying to do a million different things. Your phone is smarter than what sent the man to the moon. So by letting your phone, the the receiver takes the calculations. The mic plugs into the receiver. The receiver mm -hmm. takes the calculations, sends it to your phone. Your phone does all the mathematics, sends it back to the receiver. Right. Yeah. You'll get better performance that way. You mean the results will actually be different okay. than if I just run it straight? It'll be better. Because it's better calculations. Isn't that awesome? I didn't know that. Joe's mind is... <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be the yeah, same thing. Yeah. Use, use, the, use the app. Use the app. Yeah, I got right. the app. I, I got it on my iPad, and I actually use the app to calibrate it all. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it works pretty good. I didn't really think about setting up different profiles, though. So that would work out good. Yeah, so I, I did... Uh, you know, I don't know if you uh, watch Audioholics, but he they went through some stuff talking about you know, the room correction and what you were saying, Phil, about how you limit it. So it's mm -hmm. just the base and not the highs. And I tried that in my system mm -hmm. and it really made my speakers come alive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because better that way than letting Odyssey run the entire uh, frequency. Well, the, best way to, the best way to explain it to you guys is um, there was a company out a long time ago. I think they were called Mirage and their whole thing was they were trying to build a perfect speaker. And what they did was they tried to come up with flat response. So they made a speaker that had perfectly flat response. People didn't like it. Okay. So <laughs> what surprise, happens surprise. is, so what happens is um, problems with bass, you want bass to be pretty flat. I mean, you want it to be, it's kind of like the slope is like this, a little bit more bass at the top and a little bit low at the, that's kind of the curve people like, but you don't want a whole bunch of divots in your bass. So EQ, letting it EQ the bass is great. Um, and then let the speaker be the speaker at the top. Now, if you have a room that's really harsh, that's um, that's really bright, then you may want to utilize it um, for the highs. But I would say try it both ways. A lot of times people just have problems. The main problem people have is just the base um, nodes in the room and peaks and dips. So a lot of times if they just use it for yeah. that, they're more than happy with it. Hopefully that helps. Well, I just picked up a, I picked up a mini HD, uh, mm -hmm. DSD HD. Mm -hmm. And then I followed uh, the home theater gurus hour and a half video and uh i got my subs man i got my subs working great i got two svs pb 3000 and that really really made a huge difference and then this past weekend i picked up two svs pc 4000s off a guy who was selling two of them for two grand i couldn't pass up the deal you guys That's are base awesome. you guys are baseaholics man yeah. i got two i, I was have thinking two. about incorporating those in my room but i'm not sure yet so that's, I'd have that'd be a lot of bass in my one well, living room. I got a pretty sub, big room. More still. subs equals equal more subs in different positions equals uh equals flatter, smoother more response. smoother bass, man. So so I we tell people all the time it's better to buy 
two little subs and one big one because you're going to get better base response. Long as you get qual, don't get a long right. as they can, long as they're good little subs. Oh yeah, you know, that's awesome. Well, hope hopefully that helps. Yeah, that helps. I just uh, great show, guys. I only I didn't catch it all of it because I had to go eat dinner, but. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for calling. Keep up all the good work. All right. Appreciate thank it. you for calling. Yeah. Good night. Thank you, guys. It's right. been fun. We'll talk to you later. Good way all to right. hang out. Yeah. So before we go, we're gonna have to. We're we've been. What is this? Ninety minutes about. Yeah, no. Uh, so, a uh, quick question before we go, Phil. Do you run mid-range compensation on Odyssey? Is it on or off? Do you turn that off? In my in my house, it's off. Off. Okay. That's all. Um, That's all I have. It's off. Actually, you know what? In my two channel, it's off. In one of the, in my music with the curtains open, it's on. Hmm. I mean, with the, it's just, it just sounded, it just sounds better when I, it, it's smoother because I play movies loud, you know, and then, you know, and it just, it just works a little better for that. So it all depends on you. You just got to play with it. You yeah. know, you play with it to find yeah. the right combination. Your room and your environment and your setup and your ears. Mm hmm. Yeah, but two channel. I don't want, and when I'm playing music, you know, let it be. There, there it is. There it is. Shauna, you got to do the outro because you're the outro master. But Phil, uh, stick around. I want to talk to you for a little bit after. <laughs> All right. so, just a little bit. Cool, just a man. Little bit. Are you able to throw up there um, a link again to Phil's um, YouTube channel? Yeah, Sound so United Training. Yeah. If you guys and are coming I, in a little yeah. bit late, yeah, I'm Sound actually United I'm actually getting ready to post uh, three videos with the head of of Class A about the new Delta Amp and Delta Pre's. So we go in and talk about the construction and how they work in Class A, and it's coming from Dave Nobber, who's the head of Class A. So those 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 should be ready in, in the next day or so. And they're it's seeing him talk, listening to him is pretty enlightening. Awesome. So if Very you guys cool. enjoyed hearing what Phil had to say tonight and his expertise, head over to YouTube, check it out, subscribe to him, show him some love. Yes. Yeah. I'm dropping it into the chat box now on all the channels in stream. Boom. And uh, Joe, let's, let's hit that music, buddy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, my name is Chana on behalf of Ron, Joe, Michael and Phil, thank you for hanging out with us on this daily high five podcast. Remember, we do this every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Don't forget to visit the Daily Hi Fi YouTube channel because we chop up each episode and upload little bite sized portions for you guys. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Have a good night, guys. Bye bye. Oh, I got to hit end broadcast. <laughs> <laughs>